You're listening to the Nice Girls CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Benavidez, and I am so passionate about women and maybe a few good men too, who are ready to live on purpose and make an impact. So if you want to be a leader in the world and build a business that makes a difference, and you want to be bold and confident so you can show up and stand out, then this is the place to be. Ready? Let's go. You're in for a treat today. Our guest today is Kaylin Priest. She is the owner of Poppy Seed Play, which is a company that creates baby products. But she's also someone who helps women grow an Etsy shop business to be successful like she did hers. You are going to be blown away by all of the juicy nuggets of successful information and tips that she is going to drop in this episode. I'm seriously in awe and I don't think I knew what I was going to expect from this episode just because I have nothing in my brain of knowledge around being an Etsy shop owner, but what she brought to the table today is going to blow your mind. You're going to love it. And you're going to also think about either how you can start a product-based business or make yours better. Even if you have a digital product, that's going to work for you. Anyways, let's get started because it's so good. And I cannot wait for you to meet Kaylin. Here we go. Happy Friday. It is time for another Nice Girl CEO to come on board and share with us what her genius is and how she helps women grow a business and a product-based business specifically. I don't know about you, but over 600000 in revenue from an Etsy store and website sounds pretty awesome. And Kaylin Priest is here with us today. She's the owner of Poppy Seed Play, and she is going to share with us her brilliance in running a product-based business on Etsy. Welcome, Kaylin. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So excited you're here. Can't wait to dive into this. I myself don't have a product-based business and it hasn't really been a desire of mine, but I know a lot of women do have this and you never know, like there's been times where I've had a little spark of inspiration and just, I think the knowledge in how you've grown is going to help so many of us and specifically people who do have this, they're at home, they want to grow a business. They don't know what to do or how to do it. This is going to tie it all together for you today. So before we dive in, tell us how you got started and a little bit more about what you do. That's such a good question. So we started, for those of you, my business is called Poppy Seed Play. We sell modern wooden baby gyms. And we started the business, honestly, it was like a week before I was due with our first baby boy. I think oh it was gosh. like messing <laughs> mode times a million. <laughs> but it I'm insane though. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's a problem that I have. But I think I just had this desire in my heart. Like I had been working full time. I was also a full-time university student still at the time. So I think my brain was starting to think about the future a little bit. I didn't really start the business with the goal of like, this is going to be a million dollar business. It was just sort of a, a creative outlet for me that I was hopeful could possibly turn into some kind of way to make a consistent income that could contribute to our household income. That was kind of my side goal. And so I had been shopping for wooden baby gyms on Etsy and all of the ones that were on Etsy at that time shipped from other countries like Lithuania and Latvia and things. And so I was like, why is no one shipping these from the United States? And so my dear sweet husband, <laughs> let me drag him to Home Depot. And we literally just bought the materials to make our own wooden baby gym there at Home Depot. And the process was simple enough. So we made one for ourselves for our own baby. And then I just kind of was like, maybe I'll just put it on Etsy and see what happens. I think that's the story of how 
a lot of these businesses start. Let me just put it up and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And some kind, generous person purchased one, even though we had no sales and no reviews. And then someone purchased another one and another one. And so the business has just grown very organically and naturally over the last three and a half years. And so now we have also expanded to our own website. We have a manufacturer who makes all of our products for us. We're also doing some wholesale work as well. So it looks a lot different now, but it's been so fun to just watch it grow and it's sort of just become its own thing. I love it. That is so cool. I am in awe that you started this while you were pregnant and like (laughs) the end of the pregnancy, but more so how you were just inspired to do something for yourself and thought, Hey, maybe other people are wanting something like this too. And I think that's a really key part of any business is like our own journey and our own wants and needs are oftentimes what our ideal audience wants and needs. And if we could just relay it in a way and offer it in a way that gets in front of them, look at what magic can happen. So congratulations. That's huge. And I don't have any babies coming out of me anymore, but (laughs) lots of nieces and nephews that are starting their families now. So I'm going to definitely check yours out. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So why Etsy? Like, why did you start on Etsy? That's kind of where I want to kick this off. Yeah. You know, I started on Etsy just because I didn't know any better, but since I've sort of grown into being in this industry and this e-commerce industry over the last three and a half years, I realized that there is a magic with Etsy. There's so many naysayers and people who will say it's too expensive. It's too oversaturated. It's too competitive, but there really is a magic to Etsy, especially for someone who has never even dipped their toes in the e-commerce industry. It's just Mm. so friendly and so easy to start. I like to say that it's like a sandbox. Like you can get on Etsy and build a listing. You can list a product with essentially zero upfront costs. And I like to encourage sellers who are just starting out to start with Etsy instead of starting on their own website, just because it removes some of those barriers. Like if you're going to sell on a website, that is awesome. And I think that everyone should eventually. When you're first starting and so much of your time is wrapped up in trying to figure out what product you're going to sell and getting photography of that product and learning how to write a description that captures people's attention. There's a lot of moving parts of a product business, right? And so that's why I like to encourage people to start on Etsy because you can at least remove some of the barriers of learning how to do marketing and Facebook ads and search engine optimization. Those things are pretty overwhelming if you take them on on top of trying to start a business from scratch. So that's part of why I love Etsy. But in addition to that, you don't have to worry about any marketing. Like I said, people can find you totally naturally and organically just by typing words into a search bar if you've optimized your listings properly. But in addition to that, some people say that, so Etsy takes a 5% transaction fee of each sale, which Mm -hmm. to some sellers starting out, that feels so expensive. But for my own website, the numbers that we've run say that we spend between 10 and 20% just in marketing costs, just to get people to our site. So I think 5% is a steal. And I wish that more people could see it that way instead of feeling like Etsy's trying to steal from them or something. Totally. Well, I like that. I like that it's sounds like it's almost like a free market research opportunity as you're growing. And you know, just really quick side note on this whole 5% thing, any platform is really going to take something for their own business. So as a business owner, be confident and excited to have that tool and platform to be able to collect your own payments and know that they're going to have theirs as well. It's not really an expense. It's really just businesses and energy and money flowing in and out. And it's part of all of our businesses. So don't skimp out on things like that. (laughs) 
love that. I love that perspective. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about some of the starting points like photography, optimizing the description, making sure that you're set up right. What are some of these mistakes that Etsy business owners specifically make sometimes so that they maybe don't get set up right or they don't get a good start, let's say? Yeah, I think that really is part of it, Lisa, that a lot of sellers who come to Etsy are like myself and they're like, I'll just list it and see what happens. I'll just hope for sales to come. And maybe they'll spend some time doing some research, watch some free YouTube videos or look up some blogs that will teach you the basics of the basics about how to optimize an Etsy listing with search keywords and how to optimize your photography and things like that. But I think that is one of the biggest mistakes that sellers make is that they launch their business very timidly Mm. with sort of like, I'll just hope that something comes of it instead of saying to themselves, I am going to make something of this. This is going to sell. And I wish I personally had that mindset a lot sooner. I honestly don't really think that I really committed to my business till I was like two years into it. And wow, I I really regret that because I think if I would have taken my business more seriously and taking myself more seriously instead of creating little holes for me to escape through. Like in case this doesn't work out, I can just like mm. slowly back away. I wish I would have been more committed. But oh along my gosh. Way, I think some of those things like if more sellers did approach their search engine optimization with more of a strategy instead of just throwing spaghetti at the wall <laughs> to see what sticks, mm-hmm. I think a lot of us would get a lot farther, a lot faster. Wow. I think you just hit a nail on the head because what you said was really important. And I just want to make sure everyone really heard that instead of finding holes or ways to get out of it, if it doesn't work out, you didn't go full on in your business. And so many people do that. And what happens when you have that back door open is that you have one foot out there. You know that there's this safety net and you don't go all the way because, well, I'm going to be fine if I don't. So I'm just going to kind of keep trucking along here and and just keep seeing what happens. Mm -hmm. And if you close that back door and say, there's no way out, I'm all in, here we go. The success is going to come so much faster because your focus is forward thinking. It's focused on the business growth and there's no option of not making it work. I totally agree. And it's so funny because I feel like a lot of us who are entrepreneurs, we hear these stories about these big companies that invest hundreds of thousands of dollars just to get their product launched and get their website launched. Mm -hmm. But if you're starting an Etsy business, literally the only cost is 20 cents to put up a listing. Like the barriers are so small and it's not like, I think so many entrepreneurs are scared of failure because they hear these horror stories about businesses failing. They think they're going to lose all their money. But like if you're approaching your business with more of a long-term mindset, there really is no way to fail. Like I like to say there's no such thing as failure. You just pivot. (laughs) Like if you discover that. that this product isn't selling very well, then sell a different product. And obviously that's easy for me to say because like with Etsy, you can do that so easily and you can just switch to a different product or adjust your product a little bit. So I know there are some businesses that do have high upfront costs and they do have bigger list risks and there is a lot more to lose, but I think a lot of us could do better. We could serve ourselves better by worrying so much less about failure. I definitely agree. You said it's 20 cents to start posting on Etsy or yeah. not posting, but selling on Etsy. Okay. Yeah. If anyone's listening and saying that that's too much, you call me and I will give you your 20 cents and get your butt started on your Etsy business. 
I totally agree. If we don't have 20 cents to spare, then skip a trip to Starbucks this week, skip a trip to Chick-fil-A and you should have your couch cushions. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. This is something that you can do. And you know, I know we're talking about products, but don't people also have digital download type products on Etsy? Absolutely. Yep. Do those work similarly? Like as far as the tips that you've given us? Yeah, absolutely. The digital product industry on Etsy is interesting because obviously there is high, high competition because it's such a great product to sell because you create it once and you can sell it as many Mm -hmm. times as you want forever. So I think that the search engine optimization is going to be absolutely key in your success there. Or at least I also like to teach sellers how to start doing their own marketing on social media, specifically on Instagram. That's kind of my like happy place. But instead of just waiting for Etsy to give you those sales, start creating them on your own and marketing to people on your own. And Etsy really likes when you bring people to your shop from outside of Etsy, they will reward you for that by giving you a higher, better search results. So I think you don't have to feel like you have to be stuck and just wait on Etsy to reward you with listings forever. Yeah. So I know I said in the beginning that I wasn't particularly interested myself in Etsy, but I don't know, my brain's tickling a little bit here. (laughs) (laughs) This is so good. So you talked about how you wish you would have gone full on in your business sooner, but you've still created some great results in such a short period of time. What other things would you change looking back? I think the single biggest thing, and this is probably a side effect of just holding on to things a little bit too much and leaving little backdoor escape routes for myself. But for the first couple of years, I was doing literally everything myself, like literally manufacturing the product, taking the product photos myself on a really nice camera that I borrowed from my mom. I was shipping the products myself, putting them in their packaging, printing the packing slips, taking them to the post office. I was doing the customer service. I was doing the marketing. Like it was all me. And I think that I thought that was the smart way to do things just because I was like a little caterpillar entrepreneur. (laughs) I had not bloomed yet. (laughs) But I think that I I've been taught, like I've been raised by grandparents and parents who are very self-sufficient people where if something breaks, they learn how to fix it themselves. I don't think that's a bad skill to have. I think it's really important to be creative and a problem solver that way, but I hung on to doing everything myself for too long. And so if I could go back, one of the biggest things that I would change would be just asking for help a lot sooner. Like even just hiring someone to come in and help me package products and ship them out, that would have been a game changer. Hiring Mm. a product photographer would have saved me literally hours. I thought that I was saving myself money because product photographers can be expensive. And then one day I sat down and wrote out the number of hours that I spent trying to produce good product photos, transporting everything to a studio, paying for the studio, cleaning it up, bringing it back home, editing the photos. You know, like it was literally like 20 to 30 hours sometimes for product photos. And so then one day it clicked and I was like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? I'm not even that good at it. Someone else could do it (laughs) and save me so many hours. So those are just a couple of examples, even like another example, I guess, would be hiring someone to come in and watch my kids for just a few hours Mm -hmm. a week, literally four to six hours a week has completely changed my business. And so I think part of that being raised in a family culture where we do things ourselves, we muscle through it, we hustle through it. I think that stifled my growth a little bit, honestly, Mm because eventually you reach a point where the growth of your business is capped by the number of hours in your day. And not even that, it's capped by the number of hours that you want to work or the amount of energy that you have. And so I feel like I was 
almost growing inside a little like I'm like envisioning like a, a scientific like a chemistry lab tube like <laughs> my business was just stuck in this little space and I couldn't escape that until I finally decided that I was willing to ask for help which also required me to then say I'm going to commit mentally and emotionally to this business and I'm going to make it something and I'm going to get a return on my investment at all costs. I love all of this like I don't even have anything to add other than I love it and I hope that everyone's <laughs> really letting this soak in because those lessons are so valuable and people just starting out like ladies if you're just starting out or thinking about it take this advice right now there are so many people that i see and work with and even myself sometimes that has waited for so long to knock some sense into themselves mm -hmm. and grasp the concept of how important this piece is. So thank you for sharing. All of this is amazing. I think that one of the biggest differences of anyone that is looking outside of themselves at other people who are creating their success, the difference between you and them is that they started and didn't give up. So if this is sparking anything inside of you, if you are wanting a change of pace, if you have this little idea that you're thinking maybe might be kind of cool, but you're a little embarrassed or nervous to start sharing it, let this be your permission slip to go for it. Because like Kaylin just said, it's pretty simple to get started. And what do you have to lose but 20 cents? So go for it. So true. I couldn't have said that better, honestly. <laughs> I think you said everything way better. <laughs> and I just had to put a little bow on it. But I also want to make sure people know where to find you because this is just the beginning of how you can help people. So all of Kaylin's links are in our show notes here, links to her website, her Instagram. So go connect with her, say hello. And she also offers a free workshop that she's going to talk to us about right yes. now that you can get access to. Yes. This workshop is, I like to call it how to get consistent sales on Etsy without relying on Etsy search alone. And I think a lot of sellers, even if you have literally, if just today, this idea is sort of rolling around in your head of maybe I should start an Etsy shop. The ultimate goal for everyone is to get consistent sales, right? And to have them come through on autopilot without having to do that. But sometimes you do have to give Etsy a little bit to work with and give it some info. And so I like to teach sellers how to stop just hoping for those sales to come through Etsy and start creating some of them themselves. And so in this workshop, I teach essentially that. And I talk about some more of the mistakes that I see a lot of early starting out Etsy sellers making. And essentially all of these mistakes, and we kind of do a little bit of a training to help turn your mindset around, turn around your strategy and how to improve your strategy with some of those things. Like for example, your search engine optimization is one of the biggest things. A lot of people get really stuck on that, but honestly, once you get your search engine optimization set up correctly on Etsy, you don't ever have to touch it again. <laughs> so mm. it's kind of just a matter of doing it right the first time so that you don't have to worry about it anymore. But in this workshop, I go over those mistakes. I talk about some of these things, learning how to automate your business more, learning how to do your search engine optimization, create more efficiency instead of feeling like you have to spend hours and hours on this. This is literally, I started my business with two hours a day during nap time. <laughs> like I have not had a business without children at home. And so I totally get how much time it takes, but it doesn't have to take that much time if you learn how to automate it. So I teach mm. that all about that in this workshop. And in the workshop, you'll also learn about my 
Etsy sales accelerator system, which is all of these things essentially that I have learned myself from throwing spaghetti at the wall for so long. And essentially I have gone through the school of hard knocks for you and can teach you some of the things that I've learned along the way, both from my own experience and also from other education opportunities that I have had. And so all of those things are kind of wrapped up inside of this workshop, which also introduces you to my Etsy seller goldmine course. So if that sounds like something you might be interested in, if you go to my Instagram, it's in the link in my bio, you can just tap it there and watch the workshop instantly and get all of that awesome info automatically. So good. Don't go to the school of hard knocks if you don't got it, ladies. Exactly. Just go talk to Kaylin. (laughs) (laughs) This is so good. I really appreciate you sharing all of this. I feel like there are so many nuggets of gold within what you just talked about. And I know that we were really gearing this towards Etsy product-based businesses, but as a business owner in general, there were so many lessons and like success Success tips in there that are just amazing. I always like to leave our listeners with an action. So for anyone who's been listening to you share this today and is thinking about starting an Etsy shop or has maybe just recently started, what is the action that can really propel them forward in this business becoming something big? I think the initial action that every Etsy or aspiring Etsy seller needs to take is obviously an idea for a product. And we, I go over this in depth in my Etsy seller goldmine course. So many students who come to my course are like, I don't even know a product to sell. I just know that I really, really, really want an Etsy business and I want it to do well. So that's why I'm here. But if, even if you can start just letting some ideas grow in your mind and you know, the funny thing is I used to think that there was like this magic formula that you had to have to have a product that sells really well on Etsy. But as I've been doing this more and more, I've learned that it really doesn't matter what product you sell. The key to success is getting it in front of the right people. Like just this week, I was looking through a shop that sells micro crocheted animals. They are animals that are crocheted that are literally the size of the tip of your pencil and they charge 40 to $50 for them. And they have thousands of sales. And I'm just like, what, what, right? Like this makes no sense to me. Obviously I'm not their ideal customer, but I think so many of us just, we feel these limited ideas of what a product that we sell needs to be or what it should be, that Mm -hmm. it needs to be this new invention, that it needs to solve this significant problem in people's lives that we have to go on Shark Tank and pitch it to someone. But really, sometimes it's the simplest, the simplest product that sell the best. And it doesn't even have to be something that you have to, you know, go find a supplier for overseas. It could be something that's in your house right now. It could be random crafting supplies that you have sitting around. It could be something that you already own that you could repurpose into something else. And so even if you can just sit down for 10 minutes and start writing out a list and letting your brain do its job and solve some of those thinking, just start letting your brain brainstorm a little bit. I think that is part of the key of letting this desire to start a product business grow. And I'm glad you mentioned digital products too, Lisa. Like I think so many of us have, we already created so many workbooks Mm -hmm. and guides and worksheets and things that you could literally throw on Etsy tonight if you wanted to and probably start selling them. So I think that just opening, expanding your vision of what your product could be or should be a little bit and not letting that limit you can really help take the first step. Amazing. You've blown my mind today, Kaylin. Thank you so much. (laughs) I appreciate this, your knowledge and your gift of what you're doing in the world, both in your baby business and just in your Etsy support business as well. You're so sweet. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy. Awesome. Thank you. See you all next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you really enjoyed it, I'd love for you to write a review and share it. Also be sure to connect with me in my Facebook group, Social Impact Squad, 
and follow me on Instagram at NiceGirlCEO. Hope you have an awesome day. Go take action in reaching your goals, and I'll see you next time.